Hey, we're Todd and Kristen. Join us as we learn to become fearless in love. Welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast. We're glad that you have joined us. And we are going to continue a discussion today that we started last week. And Chris, I think you would agree these things that we're talking about have helped shift things in our relationship. Absolutely. 100% in the best way. Yes. <laughs> so again, what we are talking about is from the book, The Connection Codes, mm-hmm. and episodes 50 and 51, the authors of the book, Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hill, joined us for those episodes. Mm-hmm. And we just thought it'd be good to spend a little more time talking about how that resource and the things that we've learned from that have impacted our relationship. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that then will help you know all of you uh, have some practical things to be able to think about and apply in your relationships. Yes. Yes. So last week we talked about the concept of identity mm-hmm. and we talked about how that at the baseline is feeling like you can, you have yes answers to questions like, do I exist? And do I, do I matter? Do I have value and significance? Am I good enough? And all of those in the context of, you know, with, to another person. Mm -hmm. And that when we don't experience yes answers to those questions, we lose identity. Right. Causes us to step back and distance ourselves oftentimes from that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I would encourage everyone, if they have not listened to last week's episode, to definitely go and listen, even before listening to this one, because this is kind of a, this carries on from the last episode. Because we talked in the last episode as well, that this is, this is different from our identity with the Lord, which never, ever, ever changes. So this is, this is, we're talking about how we experience being seen, being known, the yes answers to those questions by another person. So it's just, it is different from our identity with the Lord that never changes, just to clarify that. So people know going into this conversation. Yes, thanks. So we were talking earlier how, you know, the fearless in love, that concept for us, the the idea behind Fearless and Love was, that if you listen back at some of the earlier episodes, we uh, had, in our relationship, we came to realize that I was fearful of being fully known, Kristen was fearful of fully trusting, and that caused us a lot of div- just separation between each other in relationship, and a lot of uh, just not engaging with each other on a deep level. And as I've thought about that in the context of the things that we're talking about now, the identity and the yes answers to those questions, realize that really at the root of that is that we both were in a sense, you know, lacking that identity because we, we didn't feel safe with each other to really express what was going on in our hearts, yeah. uh, both from the standpoint of being known or expressing concerns, or we just, we kind of stayed at arm's length from each other and didn't engage in the real issues. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was because we just didn't have 
a tool right. to be able to do that. As we understood what was going on, we still didn't necessarily have tools right. <laughs> to help us to know how do we mm-hmm. move on from this? How do we mm-hmm. grow closer together? Mm-hmm. And that's really what the Connection Codes has mm-hmm. done for us. Yes. Is given us some tools to be able to do that. And that's why we're passionate about it right. and why we always talk about it with people <laughs> is because yes. it, it has helped yes. us a lot and we have seen it. Just some of the simple concepts have really helped other people break through issues in their relationship. So yes. that's why we're talking about this. And, right. and we hope that you'll experience some of that same type of you know breakthrough mm-hmm. in relationship. Yes. Yes. So... Today, we're going to take just, we're going to expand a little bit on the identity piece and get a little more practical in terms of how do you give someone identity? How do you know know, when you've lost identity? Mm -hmm. And so, one of the things that they talk about in the book is that if you disregard a person's experience then you disregard the person and the person feels a lack of identity as a result of that and so a common way that that happens and a lot of times it's done out of what we think is a desire to help someone or help Mm -hmm. them not to feel bad about what they've done or experienced Mm -hmm. we tend to disregard what they tell us so an example would be I'm really upset about this conversation that I had with a friend. And the other person says, Oh, well, you know, don't worry about that. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't matter. And, and, you know, it's going to, everything's going to be okay. Don't, don't worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. Everything's going to be good. Mm -hmm. And to the person who shared about their experience with their friend, Mm -hmm. when, the response is that it feels like you really don't care mm-hmm. about what I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. I I remember this almost exact conversation with, with our daughter before I ever understood this concept. I remember she would tell me something that happened and I would say, oh, it, it doesn't matter. It's fine. You do not need to worry about that. It's not a big deal. And she would say, but it's a big deal to me. And I thought you were supposed to understand and listen. <laughs> she would literally say that to me. I thought, oh, good, good point. I, I do understand. It does matter to you. I'm sorry. But I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't have any tools yet. And she could tell me right there, like, what you're saying to me is not what I need to hear. Right. I need something <laughs> so, else. Right, right. Right. And so it just kind of, as you were saying that, it was reminding me of, umpteen conversations I've had with her that I would try to make her feel better by letting her know it's okay. It doesn't matter about something. And yes, it does matter. It does matter. It did matter to her. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so with the connection codes to, to take it to a practical level, yes. what they say you do in that situation mm-hmm. is the phrase they use is, Ooh, mm-hmm. uh, and it can be, I get that. I understand. Mm. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's, it's an acknowledgement, right? Mm -hmm. It's an acknowledgement. It's a, and so Mm -hmm. in that situation where let's say you tell me about the situation with a friend Mm -hmm. and instead of responding the way that I said before, Mm -hmm. 
if I respond with, ooh, that sounds like that was hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That changes everything for you from the standpoint of feeling understood. Right. And so they say, you know, just starting with that acknowledgement mm-hmm. of the experience that the mm-hmm. person is sharing with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they, they say, you know, buy a industrial sized box of ooze because you're going to need a lot of them. <laughs> right. Because that's, that's the start to really being able to communicate with each other in a way that's going to, going to produce identity. That's right. And it's going to draw the two people together in relationship because the person who's sharing feels heard and understood. And they start to think, hmm, this person is safe. I can share with this person. They're going to understand my hurt or my joy or whatever it is. And so that draws the that draws the person to the person who is responding in that way. Yeah. And they refer to that as following the energy. Mm-hmm. So if the person's expressing something to you that's where there's joy or there's anger or there's mm-hmm. frustration, instead of trying to push that aside and minimize it or make the person feel better, you follow that energy. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the example that we gave, so we'd say, ooh, you know, that sounds like it was hard. The next thing that they suggest is that you say something along the lines of, well, what, what happens with that? Mm-hmm. What happens with that for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, so rather than saying, well, why did you feel that way? Mm-hmm. So the minute we say, why did you feel something, it puts generally puts a person on the defensive mm-hmm. because I mean, a lot of times we don't even know why mm-hmm. we said or did or mm-hmm. you know, responded in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so that asking why kind of just naturally is a, it's almost an accusatory type statement and puts the person on defense, but asking, well, what happens with that causes us to, be introspective. <laughs> the person has to think about, well, yeah, what did really happen with that? Like, why was that so hard for me to have that conversation with my friend right. that upset me? What was it that caused me to be upset? Right. So it really, it's an invitation for communication and understanding that the, what happens for you with that, mm-hmm. what's happening for you. It just, it just opens up an invitation to think what is happening for me and then being able to communicate that is just a very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this, the other part of when we try to minimize someone's feelings or deflect those feelings or try to make somebody feel better, mm-hmm. you know, what happens is the person does not feel understood. And the, in the book, they talk about how when we don't feel heard, what just in human nature, when we don't feel heard, what tends to happen is that we get louder. Mm-hmm. So we were, because we're frustrated that we're mm-hmm. not heard. So we get louder, right. we express frustration, mm-hmm. and then we might get louder. Mm-hmm. But eventually what happens if we still feel like we aren't being heard is we just kind of give up right? and we just withdraw yeah. and distance ourselves. Right. And they give an interesting example in the, in the book of a study that was done at an orphanage where there were way too many kids in the orphanage compared to the number of caregivers. 
and the observer noticed that the babies would cry and cry and cry and cry louder and louder and louder. And eventually they got quiet. And at first they thought, well, the babies must be okay. They've calmed themselves. But when they observed closer, they realized that they had just given up because no one was hearing them. That's really sad. It is extremely sad. (laughs) sad. But, but the reality is that's what happens in relationship. And so we see it play out in, you know, arguments in relationship Mm -hmm. where they, a lot of times the root of those is I'm not feeling heard. You're not understanding what I'm trying to Mm -hmm. say. And both people are trying their hardest to be heard Mm -hmm. rather than to actually listening Mm -hmm. to what's going on with the other person. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the power of the ooh, Mm -hmm. what happens with that. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is I miss that. Mm -hmm. So like if it's something of an argument between a husband and wife and one of the people just says, Ooh, yeah, like what's, what's happening with that? And then the explanation may be, well, I felt, you know, really like you didn't care. I mean, I really felt a still face that we talked about last time or, or I really felt disregarded with what happened. And in a lot of cases it's, it's absolutely true. It's like, wow, I missed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I didn't see mm-hmm. that that happened. Yeah. And just those the ooh, Mm -hmm. what happens with that, and I missed it, Mm -hmm. those three things have a a crazy amount of power to bring connection and identity. And it seems so simple. So simple. But it's crazy how we have experienced Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. in a a way that has just been profound Mm -hmm. in us understanding and relating with each other better. Absolutely. And I think about parent-child relationship and it's just it transforms a parent-child relationship as well because you're honoring if a child is upset and you're having and you're asking and you're saying "Ooh, what's happening for you and you're listening to them and understanding them they feel honored they feel heard they feel respected they and it, that just changes everything and i was even thinking about an example of we were babysitting some kids one night and the little 3 year old boy all of a sudden went into a different room got with a blanket and was all i could tell he was so sad and i went in and just sat down with him and i said are you sad? And yes, he nodded his head. He was sad. And I had a feeling he was missing his mom. And I said, are you missing your mom? Yes. Nodding his head. Yes. And I said, I know it's so hard sometimes when our moms leave. I understand that that's really hard sometimes. And I'm sorry. And he just, it was like, he just jumped off the couch ran out to the other room the whole rest of the night. He was completely fine. And it was, I really felt like, wow, all I did was acknowledge that, yes, it is hard sometimes when your mom leaves you and you're being babysat and it is lonely and you do feel sad and I get it. That literally was all. (laughs) And he, it was, he wasn't, he was happy the whole rest of the night as if nothing ever happened. And I just thought, oh my goodness, that's the power of the ooh. That's the power of understanding this, the power of following the energy. That's Mm -hmm. the power of just 
regarding a person's experience and not trying to make them, oh, it's fine. You're fine. They'll be back. You're fine. You know, he would have felt like, I'm not fine. I'm not fine. I'm actually really sad. Mm -hmm. You know, and no one understands. You don't even understand, which would have made him all the more sad. Yeah. It's just so interesting. Yeah. And that's great. That's a great example. Mm -hmm. And another, we'll kind of give you some practical examples here to, to kind of wrap up the podcast today. But one of them that was interesting, I guess, for us, and that really has made a difference for us is it used to be that when Kristen would cry, like you would be upset about something and you would cry. Mm-hmm. My response most of the time would be to just basically run from that. Right. <laughs> Flee. I mean, just flee, flee, <laughs> flee the situation, you would flee. <laughs> right. leaving me very confused. Right, right, and so <laughs> and sad. And and what happened when I did that was clearly you lost identity. Right, you felt a still face. You, yes. you know, you you felt not seen, not cared for. Yes, yes. all the things. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so upon learning these things. And doing quite a bit of work around it that that we have done, it was I've learned to not do that, right? And and it's it was interesting, you know, how that happened. So there was a time where that happened. I mm-hmm. could see tears in your eyes. I you were going you were starting to cry, mm-hmm. and we'd been having a conversation. And before I think I just assumed, well, here we go again. I did something wrong. I just don't want to deal with it. I'm going to just not escalate this. Right. That was going through my mind. Mm -hmm. And so instead of doing that, I just stayed present with you, looked you in the eye and said, Ooh, I can see you're emotional. So what's going on? Mm -hmm. What, what, what's happening with that? Mm -hmm. And I think from, well, you can speak from your perspective, what that did for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. At first I thought, I don't really know what's happening for me. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I know that I feel emotional. I know that I'm obviously upset. And I, I honestly, what at, in this particular circumstance, mm-hmm. it wasn't clear to me what was happening for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was just saying, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. And before I would have just said, okay, okay. that's fine. <laughs> if you don't know, you don't know. And, and, mm-hmm. but, but, but I'd said, Ooh, yeah. I mean, I, I understand, mm-hmm. but I know there's, there's something going on. Like just feel what's going on right. and, and you know what's happening with that. Right. And I started kind of processing the different emotions. We touched on the emotion wheel a while back, which I'm sure we'll talk about again in the future here. But so I started thinking through the emotion wheel, the, okay, do I feel angry? Do I feel shame? Do I feel guilt? Do I feel fear? What do I feel? As I processed through the emotion wheel, I could feel the emotions. I could feel certain emotions that came up in that, that then I realized, okay, this is what I'm having the emotion around. And you 
provided the safety in that moment to be able to share with you, wow, I think it's actually this that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to process emotion that I needed to process and I didn't even know what it was. Mm -hmm. But as I gave space, as you gave space, as we had space for me to process it, I was able to, I shared it with you. You listened, you understood, you hugged me and all was well and mm-hmm. off we went you know right and so in, so instead of what typically would have created mm-hmm. separation and mm-hmm. division just that simple and this all took a couple minutes i right. mean just a very short time right and instead you felt heard you had identity we felt connected mm-hmm. and and like you said, we just went on with the day. It was not an issue mm-hmm. where that would have been a lingering thing for, in most cases, it would have been a lingering thing for a while mm-hmm. if if we wouldn't have just mm-hmm. gone through that simple process. Mm-hmm. Right. And as we explored that more, you know, I came to realize that there were certain things from my past that made me feel the way that I felt mm-hmm. in the, in the running, in the fleeing. Right. Uh, it had been a learned response, mm-hmm. you know, back in my childhood. And so mm-hmm. I really realized, oh, wow, that's what's going on there. Mm-hmm. So that's the other side of that is it helps as you start to open the, the door to that kind of conversation, that kind of connection. And you start thinking about, well, what is happening with that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really sort of start asking myself the question, what's happening with that? Why would I want to do that? or feel the need to do that. Mm-hmm. And you know, as I did that, I could really identify something that, that I had never thought of. I hadn't realized that. Right. And that really helped me too, to realize, yes. oh, well, that makes sense. Right. Why that would have been the case. Exactly. And so even just realizing that kind of then frees up, well, that doesn't really have a hold mm-hmm. on me any longer. Mm-hmm. Yes. It helped you understand. And it helped me understand why you were fleeing. It had nothing to do with me. It was just something that you had learned mm-hmm. as a child. And so that was, that was hugely impactful. Mm-hmm. So many times just giving that space in a way that is safe and you can communicate around that just opens up our minds to be able to think of things that, that we need to process, that we need to bring up and out and, and have, out into the light and out of our bodies and to be able to heal around. It's, it's, it's super powerful. It's mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. And I think w- with what you were just saying to kind of wrap this up now today, the, they talked about attachment theory and how there are two questions that we need to have yes answers to in order to connect. And those questions are, will you be there for me? Mm. And am I enough for you? Mm-hmm. And so if you think mm-hmm. about what we were just yeah. talking about, you can see that present where mm-hmm. before this were no answers. Right. And then when we started to mm-hmm. do that, they became yes answers. Mm-hmm. You started to feel, yes, I was going to be there for you. Right. And when I'm able to, to then connect with you in that way, give you room, give you space, mm-hmm. then it helps me because my sense when you'd start crying and upset about something, my, I was in my mind, I had a no answer to the question. Mm-hmm. Am I good enough for you? Mm-hmm. And, but going through that process together, that helped me then 
get a yes answer mm-hmm. to that question. Right. And so it's super cool just to, to see how a simple little process like that really creates the atmosphere for connection. Right. And we are so coded to move towards kindness. And I think one of the kindest things we can do is listen and understand and be there for somebody mm-hmm. in what they are feeling. And I was thinking about a quote I just read on Facebook. The quote was, I messed up. My dad's going to kill me. Versus, I messed up. I need to call my dad. And I just think about that's, you think about the relationship picture in both of those scenarios. Mm-hmm. Of, I'm scared of my dad. He's not safe to go to, mm-hmm. whether it's my daddy God or my dad, mm-hmm. my relational dad on this earth, um, compared to this person that I've been able to share with, that I feel safe with, has been kind and has listened to me and understood where I'm at and what I'm going through, this is the dad I can call. I mean, isn't that so beautiful? That really is. Mm -hmm. That really is. And it so dovetails just perfectly into the last thing that I was going to say, which is they talked about how connection occurs when a position of vulnerability speaks into a position of safety. Mm. So vulnerability invites safety and safety invites vulnerability. Mm. And that's, you know, that example you just gave that, Mm -hmm. that is true of that. And it's also true going back to what we said at the very beginning of this podcast are fearless in love. Yeah. That, that someone like when someone who has that fear of being fully known can sense from the other person that there is, they can share their heart to someone who's going to, that where there's a position of safety, mm-hmm. it frees up being known. Yes. And the mm-hmm. flip side yes. of that, where there's that feeling of, I can't really trust, I'm not feeling safety. Mm-hmm. When you have someone who begins to share vulnerably with you, the result is trust and safety. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. It just uh, that you could, you could substitute the fear of being known and fear of trusting in that same spot as vulnerability and safety. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yeah, these are really things that we just encourage you to start to practice in relationship, any relationship, right? Oh, absolutely. any relationship, this is every relationship. Yes. yes. <laughs> every and, relationship. And as you, do that, I think you're going to see that it's, there's just crazy breakthrough that can occur from that. And, uh, we can't encourage enough, get the book, the connection codes. They have some master classes, encourage you to, you know, to do that. I think there's still a discount code that's active, uh, that was in, we had in our show notes from episode 50 and 51. Uh, you can, if you're interested in that and, and, you know, this is something we're just passionate about. This isn't something we're selling. We get any no, benefit from, no. I mean, this is not, <laughs> no. we are not trying to sell this product from no. a, a financial benefit for us. No. Not at all. No. And so it really truly is just 
we have found it extremely helpful and we're excited about the, the value that we think that it has. So, so yeah, so we uh, hope that you experience some breakthrough in relationship this week and until next time. Together, let's learn to love fearlessly.